So we're seeing design trends that are going more towards bold choices than ever before. So thinking about how to make it your favorite color. Welcome back to Women at Work, a podcast for and about the women of the remodeling and construction industries, brought to you by Pro Remodeler and Pro Builder magazines. I'm Annie Sabolsky, your co-host and associate editor for Pro Remodeler. With the International Builders Show coming up virtually and our newest class of 40 under 40 about to be announced, it's been a hectic end to a hectic year. How do you get through it all? Incorporating system building doesn't hurt. We'll hear from Mary Mishk, a former 40 under 40 winner and a design consultant at the Neil Kelly remodeling firm in the Northwest on how to create systems and design, what some trending designs are, and more. But first, a quick request for me. If you like what you're hearing and want us to keep putting out new episodes, it would help us a lot if you would leave a rating and review wherever you get your audio. Even a short review helps show support for women builders, designers, and business managers who are killing it at work and beyond. Even as a child, Mary Mishk loved design so much that her parents had to limit the number of times that she rearranged the furniture to only once every six months. But while some children grow away from their dreams, Mary made them a reality, moving from studying architecture at Notre Dame and in Rome to designing high-end real estate in Chicago before joining the Neil Kelly team. And on to the show. So when the director of content, Erica Taylor, recommended you for this podcast, she said that you're really into systems and creating systems for design and that design process. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, for me, systems are really about the client experience. Sensor modeling can be sort of a scary thing to take on, and there are so many unknowns, and there are so many decisions and so many steps to get from point A to point B. Creating systems allows the client to really sit back and know that they have a trusted guide that will lead them along the way. So for me, it's about bringing some predictability to a process that is really fluid. So systems such as creating a calendar and looking at, let's look at every single meeting that we are going to have between now and the final design and biting off bite-sized chunks for each meeting so that people know we're not trying to take this all on all at once, but we are just going to do a little bit at a time and make this a comfortable and fun experience for them and reduce the overwhelm. And just organizing my team as well so that working as a team we have a predictable process that we follow that allows us to serve our clients efficiently and to really stay on on time and and go towards the final result that they're looking for. Yeah, do you have any tools that you'd recommend to other remodelers to help uh, with that system for the the teamwork and getting a project from beginning to end? Yes, and as we are now all working from home, perhaps these are some tools that people have engaged with with their teams for the first time. But I have always found that things such as Microsoft Note is a fabulous program where we can store a lot of visual information, where your team can be posting the latest drawing set and you can see it on your phone and you can and use your finger and you can highlight something and say, no, change this. Using digital tools like that more than ever, I, I think are really what we need to do with our teams to communicate best. So Microsoft OneNote is certainly one that I would recommend. And also just keeping in touch. So using some chat features such as Microsoft Teams, or I know other people use Slack, is a way to reduce the amount of email in your inbox 
So not needing to clutter up our email inboxes with simple questions from our team, but to keep that more clear for client communications or other critical things and keep the chat and the questions in another spot. And one of the benefits of doing that too is that it's easy to scroll back into the history of things and see where an answer might have been posted sooner or to just keep in touch that way. So I recommend pulling things off of the email and developing other systems instead. So you've mentioned a couple times that you really want the process to be fun for the clients and to be as painless as possible. Uh, so do you have any tips or advice for how to communicate with clients? Oh, yes. Uh, working in design with clients that may not be designers themselves, I think it's so important to make the process visual. So starting where they are. So from the beginning, I would only really show them images of other kitchens to see which ones they might just respond to and say, I love the feeling of that kitchen. So it's not pinning them down and showing them samples and saying, do you want this backsplash and this cabinet together? Because they may or may not feel comfortable visualizing them. But everyone can see something and know if they're responding positively to it or not without much explanation. So you always start very, very broad before getting too specific. So thinking about sort of a funnel approach to how you are communicating with them about the choices that they're making. So keeping it very open and looking at pictures of kitchens. So do you like this one or, or do you not? And then getting into being more specific about how we are designing their space unique for them. So you mentioned that some people really want to be involved in the process, the engineers, maybe people who are familiar with design. How do you navigate that space of being like the professional in that circumstance, but also not wanting to create conflict or tension between you and the client? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, for example, if they have a very specific layout that they've drawn themselves that my professional advice would be to do something different. Is that an example of what you're saying? Yeah, let's, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So it's, it's all about just um, keeping in mind that this is their personal home in the end. So while I very tactfully would advise, have you thought about this other approach and would really explain to them, speak on their level and their language with the engineers to show the logic of perhaps why a different space might work better for them. Um, so it's definitely a balance between really taking in the suggestions that they have. Most people have lived in the home for 20 years and they've thought about this kitchen or this other space the whole time and what they would do differently. So it's very important that we listen carefully to that and take as much as we can to make it come to life for them. While still our role as professionals is to ensure that it is still meeting the proper clearances and that it's really the best opportunity for them to live in the space the way that they want to live in it. Because sometimes what they've visualized this whole time might not actually work in reality. So it's important to start by listening. And when I'm presenting concepts back, sometimes I'll start with the first one as uh, the original vision. So I give the concepts different names. And if there's one where they have thought about it and they're very proud of it, I will call it, this is the original vision. This is where we're starting from. And I'll show them exactly how it could work before going into any other suggestions. 
So obviously, like the pandemic has been changing a lot of things, including how we're relating to the house. So what's your take on the latest design trends that you've been seeing? Uh, where do you think design is, is heading? I think we are seeing design become much more personal again. Now that we are all spending so much time in our homes, you start to think, why did I design this space for someone else? Why was I making decisions that would just be universally appealing instead of a space that you love to spend time in? So we're seeing more color coming back. We're seeing more personal touches and making things much more customized because when you are really spending so much more time time in your home, why not make it something that you love to look at? And as it's your sanctuary, it really should be a space that speaks to you. So we're seeing design trends that are going more towards bold choices than ever before. So thinking about how to make it your favorite color, make a space that is just built for your family in the way that your family works. I think we're going to see more of that and less of the totally neutral designs that we've seen before. Any specific colors that seem to be popping up a lot? Well, for a while we have been seeing a lot of blues, but I just saw a colleague design the most beautiful emerald green kitchen. The cabinets are this gorgeous emerald green, and there are some other warm colors mixed in as well. So a general trend, perhaps towards warmer colors, but bringing in those bold pops as well. Yeah, I've seen a couple uh, photos of emerald kitchens and it's like, I never thought to put green in a kitchen, but it really works. Um, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Mary, for joining me on the Women at Work podcast. I look forward to the next time we can all get together at the conference. Thanks to Mary for joining me in the podcast and to all of you for listening. A link to more information about the Neil Kelly Remodeling Firm is in the show notes. Women at Work is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere else where you get your audio. If you like what you're hearing so far, I'd love it if you took a minute to rate and review the show on whatever platform you use. Our next episode will feature another female professional who's making some serious moves in the industry. Until then, follow us on social and keep on working.